Like many of you, we battled depression during life's ups and downs. Music has always been the one thing that we could rely on to get us through the tough times that we all face. Follow us on our journey as we discuss the healing power of music, interview bands, break down genres, review band biographies, and more. This is the When Words Fail Music Speaks Podcast with Blake Mosley and James Cox. And now, the When Words Fail Music Speaks interview. Hey everybody, thank you for tuning in to When Words Fail Music Speaks Podcast. I am your handicapped host, James Cox, and I'm here with an awesome, awesome individual. Um, first, let me tell you about it, though. Uh, so, with their first release being e- being an EP entitled Hollowed Hope, released in 2017, with seven singles and two albums out, uh, with one being Coma, releasing this October on um, the 22nd of 2021, they have no signs of stopping to deliver amazing metal music. The CD of Hours is consists of five members. Mikey Page, guitarist and vocals. Jamie Roberts on bass. Stuart Mercer on guitar. And and Louis Gianna uh, Moore on drums. I hope I said that right. You got it. <laughs> All right, cool, cool. And uh, Sam Stolliday was an ex-vocalist, but on your upcoming record entitled Coma, like I said before, uh, you will hear they're from their newest member and new vocalist, Ali Duncanson. Uh, today, in this interview, we are on, honestly real, real honored to talk with the singer and guitarist Mikey Page. What's going on, dude? Oh, uh, hey, man. How are you? You all right? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. It's awesome here in, uh, well, I, I don't want to, well, I guess it's awesome here in uh, in USA because um, I think the, the pandemic is slowly going away, but you yeah. are in London, sir, right? That's it. Yeah, I'm in London, so yeah. we're in a similar boat because it's oh, really? like everything slowly opened back up now, but it's... um. Yeah. It's still taking its time and it's still lingering. We're not going to be getting rid of it anytime soon, I don't think, but it's nice no. to be learning. Yeah. I think. Yeah. Because uh, I don't think the media uh, tells us what's going on other than us. You know, it's so I, I have no idea about, you know, London or, or Canada or any, anybody else but us. You know, it's going to be all media is circling in us and we don't know what the rest of at least I don't know what the rest, the rest of what we're going through, you know. Man, yeah, no, it's a bit like that here, to be honest. Like, we get little bits and pieces, but uh, mostly they're just sort of uh, talking about what's going on in, in the UK. So it's nice right. to kind of speak yeah. elsewhere and figure out what's going on. Yeah, that's true, man. That's true. Um, so, um, once again, we, um, we really do thank you for coming on. And, um, you know, um, can you tell us your, your, your first music memory? Or, like, like can, do you have one? I know, like when you're younger, you kind of lose that, you know. Yeah. So, um, I mean, in terms of music, I've been grown. Like, I've been very lucky that my family aren't really musicians, but they're all big music fans. So, I've had a a really sort of broad, um, understanding and sort of education of music through through them. Really. So, I was really into um, like my my family were all big, like fifties rock and roll fans. So, lots of Elvis Presley, Eddie Cochran. Uh, Carl Perkins, people like that. So I was really into that stuff when I was younger. 
and then gradually kind of worked my way down sort of so I, I started discovering sort of 70s bands and 80s bands like ACDC and Bon Jovi Guns N' Roses and stuff like that wow. um so like that I, that I guess the earliest memory really would be sort of listening to mm. listening to some Elvis or things like that I just remember my dad having things on in the kitchen when I was young yeah. but it um it just set me on this path of sort of through the sort of rock and roll hall of fame or almost yeah yeah onto metal like metal wasn't something that was part of part of what we were into my family aren't really big sort of metal fans it was much more the sort of classic rock vibe which i love right and right. i'm really into but obviously as time went on i started finding my own finding my own way through it and um yeah got into metal and that was that really like here we are however many years later <laughs> still kicking and doing doing that stuff so uh yeah, I mean that's a sort of brief roller coaster ride, but that's probably the earliest thing I can remember is just Elvis Presley playing in my kitchen and and just thinking that this is really cool and the sort of rumble of the bass because there wasn't a lot of drums in those either, so it was like this just sort of like rumbling bass and right. and guitar. So it was, um, yeah, it was pretty cool. I I do love the fact that you listen to all kinds of all, all kinds of music like I do because I see right now you have a Purple Rain shirt by Prince, you know. Yeah, and that's one of the um, that he's been. I had the opportunity to see him one time in Columbia, South Carolina, um, but I didn't go for some reason, and I'm sad. Sad that he, you know, I mean, you can't see me anymore, you know. So yeah, he's one of the he's one of the greatest ever, in yeah. my opinion. Do you know, right. I mean, he's he's just uh, there's a few people that you just kind of put on that pedestal of being like, there's lots of amazing musicians, but there's only a few that are right up at the yeah. at the top of the mountain, and unfortunately, most of them aren't with us anymore, which no, sucks. But, right. um, no. Well, well, I can think of three musicians that I hold to, to, to the top tier, and it's Prince, Michael Jackson, and Elvis Presley. Yeah, man. Like, I mean, I'd put Freddie Mercury in there myself, yeah, but right. he's, yeah. he's been a massive influence on me as a vocalist and just as a human being, to be honest, just what a man. So, yeah, it's just having people like that, it's... it's People that change the game is always like something that's it's becoming harder and harder to do now because obviously there's so many more opportunities and it's so much more accessible with the way that um, the industry works online now. We can do things like this, which is great. But um, back in the day, it wasn't like that. So uh, right, yeah, yeah, because uh, yeah, we can do we can do stuff like this unless technology technology doesn't work like like we mentioned before. This, but we got you know we're we're here. Um, and it's funny you you mentioned ACDC because that was my first CD I ever got was Live in Dinington. Yeah, yeah dude. And, I, and my mom says, are, are you sure you want this CD? Because they'll be screaming and clapping. And I'm like, yeah, I want this ACDC, mom. She didn't understand, you know, so. That's wicked, man. Yeah, no, I just remember, like, driving. Probably one of my fondest memories as a child was, like, driving through country lanes in, like, near where I live driving through the countryside, listening to all those bands. And you know, my dad had this like rubbish little car and we used to just drive <laughs> around in this rubbish little car listening to, uh, I think he was trying to find ways to entertain us when we were kids and he'd us all in the car and stick some music on really loud and we'd just drive. And it was just a really cool Yeah. And I got so much sort of musical. Yeah. Man, sometimes those are the best memories ever, you know, cause it's just little stuff like that, you know, it's not, <laughs> it's not the bigger broad of the spectrum. It's those little bitty, Memories like that stays with you forever, you know. So that's Absolutely, awesome, man. awesome. Um, can you tell me your, your your first music CD or like tape or like what was your first? So let me think. Um, the first 
The first single I ever bought was um, I Believe in a Thing Called Love by The Darkness. I don't know if you're familiar with The Darkness, but they are. They're from the UK and they're like a proper like glam rock band almost. And I was obsessed with them. Yeah, they're great. That was part, largely the reason I got into playing guitar in the first place, to be honest, because I just wanted to do what they were doing. So it was super cool. Um, That was the first single. And then the first album I ever bought was the greatest hits record that the Red Hot Chili Peppers put out. So um, it was kind of two very different sides of the same sort of genre, really. So it was quite nice to have that variation of, Sort of you know the darkness and the Hawking brothers doing their doing their madness and then and then John Frusciante and Anthony Kiedis and all that lot doing uh right doing the Chili Pepper stuff which was much more emotive and I think as we've moved through in my musical career almost it's kind of both those sides have kind of always had a place in what I do so it's it's kind of fun looking back at that and sort of realizing I was sort of in tune with that when I was like nine nine or ten years old or whatever it was when I went to the record store for the first time and. Bought my first record, so it's pretty cool. Nice, nice. Uh, well, my next question was, what was your first concert? But but I found a uh, a, a thing on ghostcultmag.com that you said that your first your 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 first and favorite concert was um was a Foo Fighters concert. Is that still true or? I mean... so they weren't the uh, they weren't the first band that I okay. saw. Um, the first band that I ever saw on my own was Fallout Boy actually. So nice, I went to yeah. Fallout Boy in London, um, and it was the first time I'd ever been to a gig. So it was just crazy. I was about fourteen. Yeah, Fallout Boy, and it was a um, fueled by ramen like night thing that they did, like a tour that they were doing. So it was uh, it was like Fallout Boy, Panic at the Disco, Gym Class Heroes. Um, I think Plain White Tees were there. So it was all that kind of sort of at that time the sort of scene seen kids almost just running around listening to these music and I'd, I'd never sort of experienced anything like it really so I was just like completely hooked by it um but yeah the the, the mag you're talking about um yeah I saw Foo Fighters play Milton Keynes Bowl right. um and it's just they're just an incredible incredible band like they're unbelievable musicians I mean Dave Grohl is completely mesmerizing um he's like one of my heroes to be honest oh, yeah. he's just a crazy crazy dude um like really seems like a really nice guy really charismatic i mean when we saw him it was on um when he'd broken his leg we went to see them in london yes, yes. Um, broke his leg and the show got cancelled so they came back and they did it and he was in like a big chair thing that they had built oh and he okay did it. yeah uh, it was just crazy like the amount of energy that he was still able to kind of portray as a sort of front man even though yeah. he was in yeah because he'd broken his leg was just like it was yeah. just wild to me i was just completely yeah it's probably the best gig i've ever been to it was crazy that's funny you you you, you mentioned the chair because um uh you you probably remember um who was that um Al, uh Axel Rose Axel Rose played for ACDC and he broke his leg and yeah. uh inside in the chair what, what was his chair kind of like Dave's go chair I mean was it like big and like over massive or like was it like a yeah. normal like throne thing that they had made oh. for him. <laughs> guitars all around it and it was all light up and it like moved around the stage they had it so that it would like go on tracks and stuff so that he could go from one side to the other like you would normally so it was super cool because nice. it was just a mad thing but obviously he just put on such a crazy show even though he was physically like not able to do it the way he normally would he still just didn't let that stop it I and mean, it was just the resilience of it i just thought it was amazing right right well I, um I looked on your Instagram page and I saw that you uh, use Ernie Ballstrings. Um, I do. Was 
were they the first company that you went with, or did you switch over to to, to Ernie Ball? No, Ernie Ball. Like the Ernie Ball thing was really cool because um, I remember like Ernie Ball was like the for me as a kid. Like I remember um, those being like the first guitar strings I ever bought. So when I went to the guitar shop for the first time to to get new strings for my guitar and. I didn't have a clue what I was doing. I just went in and was like, I need some strings for my guitar. And the, the nice man in there was like, oh, you can, these ones do this and these ones do this. But they were all early balls. So I was just oh, like, okay. oh, that's just, you know, like, that must just be how it works. Yeah. Actually, as I got older, I tried different things. And obviously you can get different different brands and stuff. And there's some other great brands out there. But Ernie Ball was always the one that I kept going back to. So like to be able to work with them as a, as a company was super cool. So it was just like, Wow, like I've been I've been buying these guitar strings since I was ten years old, and now I'm kind of on the, an artist on their on their roster. It's yeah, right. Very cool. yeah. It's so supportive of of myself and, and the rest of the guys in the band. It's, it's uh, yeah, surreal experience, but very cool. And um, obviously I'm I'm an advocate for Ernie Ball. So right. uh, yeah, and yeah. and I think they had the best marketing um, ever because I don't know if you remember, I think it was Guitar Guitar Magazine or like one of those guitar. You know, I. I, yeah. I I used to play guitar and I subscribed to those and uh I remember flipping to the page and see Angie's song and it says it says Ang Angus plays with six balls, so why don't you? And I yeah. thought and I thought that was the best like like marketing you know, anywhere. Um they're just a really cool, really cool brand, really great strings. I mean they're just consistent. I mean I've used them for as long as I've been playing guitar, basically, and, and they've always been amazing. And, you know, the fact that we're now able to work with them as a, as a brand is wicked. So I'm just super, yeah, super stoked about that. It's very cool. Right, right. Um, are you a big WWE fan? Oh, dude. Dude, do we want to go down this rabbit hole? Yes, like, yes we do. Because yeah, I mean, that, that question kind of goes off the next question, which I have for you. But yes, yes, let's go to that, that rabbit hole. Uh, yeah, I'm a. I love. I love my wrestling. I've been into wrestling since I was a, since I was a small lad. Um, and there's a couple of other guys in the band that are um, that are also into wrestling. So it's cool that we've got that as a sort of additional thing that we like. Um, and obviously that then, uh, yeah. I just I've you know I've been watching it since I was a kid oh, and, yeah. and sort of linked into some other things that we then went on to do. But um, but yeah, no, I just I just love the whole kind of energy of it and the storylines and yeah. the delivery and the athleticism of it. There's so many layers to it. A lot of people think, oh, it's just fake fighting. And it's no, like, well, yeah, it's it's a lot more than that, you know. No man, like yeah, all right, yeah, it's not it's not UFC. But if you wanna, <laughs> no, yeah, it's UFC. Do you know what I mean? Like that's fine. It's there for you to do that. Is they can both be good. Yeah. Okay. Because like, because every time somebody tells me that it's fake wrestling, I'm like. It's it's predetermined. It's not fake because you get under you get you let somebody hit you with a chair or or a ladder, and see how that feels. You know, dude, I can confirm it <laughs> is a lot harder than it looks. Trust me, like it's um yeah, yeah. it's I, I I underestimated it when when we tried it out. It, um, it's a lot more difficult than it looks. So I've, yeah, I've got nothing but respect for anyone who's uh oh yeah yeah definitely 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 um yeah it's, but the re. The, the reason why I, I asked you that is because on your TikTok, um, at the City of Hours UK, for anybody who wants to follow them on TikTok, uh, you took some wrestling, your band took some wrestling uh, lessons and incorporated that in the Regret About Me music video. Correct? Yeah, so it was actually for Dangerous. So it's the okay. previous the previous single from the album. But um, yeah, so essentially we, we, we were trying to come up with a cool idea 
Uh, Dangerous is a bit different to anything we've ever done before. It had like a different vibe, a different sound, a different feel. And we wanted to portray that in the um, in the marketing material and the content we were making. So we were like, what could we do? And, and myself and Jamie, who's the other guy in the band, who's sort of really into wrestling, was like, um, I'm sort of having a chat. We're like, what if we, you know, what if we tried to start our own wrestling promotion? And it was kind of like a pie in the sky idea where we were like, oh yeah, we could do this, we could do this. Um, and we sort of had a few ideas about characters and then we were like, oh, you know, the other guys won't, well, they won't be into it. They won't vibe with that. And then we took it to the other guys and they were like, yeah, that could be cool. And then I was like, oh no, now we've actually got to make it like work out. So we, uh, yeah, we figured it all out. Um, we you know we came up with our characters. We developed all our own characters and figured out how that was going to work. We had to get hold of a wrestling ring. Um, and then, you know, we managed to do all that and we managed to get someone to come and do some cool lights and make it all look really cool. Um, and then it was like, oh, and okay, now we've got to actually work out how to how to do this. Like, you know, this this, this takes years of training and we've yes. got two days. So oh, it's like, what are, what are we going to do? So yeah, we were thank, you know, fortunate that we had a friend of ours came in and sort of showed us showed us the ropes, if you're part of the plan, um, and was like talking us through how to make it work, talking us through how to make it look good. But we literally had to learn how to wrestle. So we were learning moves, we were learning how to safely do them on each other so that we weren't going to like end up hurting ourselves. Um, we were learning to run the ring. We were learning to, you know, use the ropes and all that kind of stuff. And it was like so much fun, but my goodness me, like we took an absolute pasting. Like there was, I was covered in bruises all over my arms on both sides, across my back from where I was just running into the ropes repeatedly. Um, and then obviously you're taking bumps and you're being thrown around and all this other stuff. And it was, it looked great and we had the best time, but goodness. Yeah. It was, uh, it was wild. So I have the utmost respect for anyone, whether it be WWE right down to the indie circuit, like anyone who's doing wrestling and going out to entertain people in that way, nothing but respect from me because it is so much more difficult than it looks. And that's why it really irritates me when people are like, Oh, it's just fake fighting. Cause it's like, it's absolutely yeah. not just fake fighting. No, no, no. It, it's it's real deal. Yeah, yeah. There's storylines, and yeah, that's all the trip true. But it hurts, you know. Like when you get dumped on your head, it hurts. <laughs> yeah. Regardless. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it was, it was a lot of fun. But yeah, we we managed to put that together for Dangerous, and it was a uh, it was just a cool way to do something different and promote yeah. one of the singles from the album in in a different way. So it was uh, yeah, it was definitely a cool thing to do and a really cool experience. I'm glad I'm glad we managed to have a go at that. Nice, nice. Man, I bet your back is was on fire because every time you land on a mat, a lot, a lot of people think, no, I mean, you land on it forever and ever and ever, and, it just, and you get used to it. I'm like, I don't, I don't know about that. <laughs> you know? I mean, yeah, it was literally like, because it's essentially just steel rope right. with tape around it. So it's like, it's metal. You're running into metal wire, which is pulled really tight. So every time you bounce on it, it's just going straight across your back. And I was just, I was covered in bruises. Like, I, I, I can't describe how, how it looked because it came home and I was just literally all, yeah. all my arms on both sides and straight across my back. Mm. Bruised from just being, you know, repeatedly. Because obviously when you're shooting a music video as well, that's the other thing, is that you do one thing and you have to do it multiple times over and over and over again. So right. It's shot different angles. Yeah. So not only did we have to learn how to do it first, then practice it, and then shoot it. So it was just the same thing, probably 20, 30, 40 times sometimes in a row. 
and like you, if you I trust anyone at home or anybody listening to this if you land on your back 40 times in a row and tell me that it's fake it's not fake <laughs> it hurts a lot so yeah, like, it was, totally... uh, as much as it was great fun and we enjoyed ourselves it was very physically demanding so um yeah it's wild but i'm very glad that we very glad that we did it because it was a lot of fun awesome 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 so uh the post before that one though it showed you um recording the videos um as a like in-house um circuit uh you, y'all record all your videos by yourself right yeah, we do. We make them all ourselves. So, um, so Ollie, who joined the band, who's the new, uh, the new vocalist for the band, um, he is a very, very talented uh, photographer and videographer in his own right. Okay, nice. He, uh, he toured with us loads of times before he joined the band. He was, he was, you know, shot us on various tours. He shot us at Download Festival. He's, he's sort of done all the, all those sorts of things. Um, so when he joined the band we were like you know do we do you want to get somebody else to do this stuff now and he was very kind of no no i think we should we should do it ourselves and yeah. keep hold of that creative process and get yes. to kind of try try something new and it's and that's kind of been part of why we've been able to do so many different things with the with the way that the visuals and the visual content for this record looks because because it's all in-house we've got various different people myself ollie does different bits um jamie does lots of graphic design and stuff like that so we kind of piece it all together to create the product so it's been it's been a very interesting experience kind of having to go through and and do things ourselves so obviously there's a bit more stress involved because we're the ones ultimately sure. responsible for making it all work yeah. but then when you get it right it's it's such a satisfying feeling and it's just nice to be able to have that kind of level of control over what we're doing so it's a very uh yeah it's a cool it's a liberating experience yeah and y'all get to keep uh, keep uh like all of the money right i mean i mean because all you gotta do is just buy stuff that you need you know and you don't have to work with another it helps yeah having the uh being able to do things yourself it just it does reduce the costs a little bit because obviously you're not paying oh, other people to yeah. Do it, but yeah it's not easy obviously my, anyone who's in a band will tell you that it's not easy being in a band there's a lot of things that you have to pay for and stuff like that so um right. yeah i mean we're very grateful very blessed that our fan base has been you know very supportive and and kept us going over the years and with you know being able to do all this stuff because of them really so we're very grateful for that but it is uh yeah it's definitely made a difference being able to do things ourselves because it's just one less thing to kind of have to worry about bankrolling really so uh there you go yeah yeah cool awesome um so so in, in many states and in many countries there's there's uh, there's different levels of uh, music scenes um you're from london like we like we mentioned before um, can you tell us what the music scene in London's like? Is it like really popping right now or is it like, yeah? Um, I think the big thing is, is like with, with the pandemic and everything, I know we don't like to talk about that very much, but, um, the, with that happening, I think what's, what it's starting to do is it's kind of reinvigorated the, the, the music scene in general. So people are much more kind of like, we haven't been able to go to shows for, for nearly two years in a lot of cases, you know? So it's people are much more open to going out to shows. So I've been to a few shows since it's all open. We haven't played one yet. We're going on tour next month. Um, but we've been to a few shows and it's just wild seeing everybody out there because the, the energy and the atmosphere in the room, it's really, you know, it's been a difficult experience going through it, but at the same time it's popping at the moment because everyone's just like out there and, you know, get me to a show. I want to see what's going on. I want to go and see this band. I want to go and see that band. So in some ways it's kind of giving the industry a bit of a boost that I think it needed. Um, and hopefully that continues because obviously it's, it's difficult to survive as a touring band. Um, I think a lot of people have a perception of, 
you know, being on tour and everything else, and it makes it really easy. And you know, you, oh, you get to be, you get to be rock stars. And it's like, well, yeah, it's great. Like going out and playing shows and everything's wicked. But the driving the van from from venue to venue, and you know, doing all the things, the sound checking and loading in, and all the stuff that you have to do that people yeah, it's don't. Yeah, a lot of work. It's strenuous. It's expensive. It's tiring. But obviously, we love it. We wouldn't do it if we didn't enjoy it. But it's like it is a difficult thing to do. So I'm hoping that with all this going on, it's kind of going to give everybody, including the fans and the audience to get a chance to kind of really sort of remember why we, we love doing this and, and, you know, revitalize the scene a little bit, but yeah, London in general has got a great scene. Normally it's very varied. There's lots of different styles of music, different types of music um, and lots of amazing venues all over the city to go and play in, you know, right from little tiny places all the way up to huge, you know, Wembley and, the London Stadium and Wembley Arena and the O2. There's loads of different places that, you know, so it's a huge variation. So it's a really cool place. We're very lucky to call this our hometown. So it's a, yeah, very, very cool place to be. And I'm very grateful that we get to spend a lot of our time here. So it's awesome. Yeah. yeah. Um, Is, is there any, uh, well, I, well, I know any after the pandemic, of course, um, is, is there any uh, um, possibly USA tours coming? Um, I don't know. There seems to be a lot of there seems to be people coming over in sort of bits and pieces at the moment. But obviously, it's uh, yeah. it's a thing. Um, I mean, we're we're planning to go to the UK ourselves, um, and then we're going to Europe. So there's no plans to go to the US just oh, yet. Yeah. Obviously, with the pandemic, there's a lot of people struggling to get from one point to the other anyway at the moment. So we're hoping to get out there very soon. But um, yeah, it's just it's been interesting. Cause there's lots of bands from the US getting announced for UK shows over here, and then getting pulled at the last minute, or they can't get in because of visas, or they can't get in because of COVID, or testing, or flights, or whatever. Because you've got to, you know, consider both sides of the water as well. Right, what yeah. you, home might be different to here, and vice versa. So it's it's an interesting thing, and I think that's going to take a little while. But for now, I think everyone, as long as like domestic shows are able to continue, and people are able to play in their own countries and then gradually i think it will start to open up and people will be able to get back to normal but um yeah. it's you know we're, for now as, as long as we get to go and play some shows soon i'm happy to That's be honest because it. so long since we've done it is i'd play anywhere at the moment i think to be honest just to go out and do it yeah that's true that's true um so when sam departed from the band um did you search for another like singer or like was all your like your first choice because i know you can sing, right? Yeah, so it's quite a, it's an interesting story, really, because Sam decided he was going to leave just before we did, um, before we started tracking Kaima. Okay. So we had the album written; it was all ready to go, or most of it was ready to go. Um, Sam told us he was gonna he was gonna be parting ways with the band, and obviously we were, we initially panicked a little bit. We went, oh, what are we gonna do? Like we've got this stuff to do. Obviously, decided we were gonna carry on as a band. So we actually went and started recording the album without a vocalist. We just went and did it. It was like, right. we'll just go and do all the instruments, get everything ready to go, and then we'll figure out a plan from there. Um, and Ollie, like I said, is, has been a friend of ours for a long time. He's been involved in the band and everything else. And he actually came to the studio to, to photograph and video the process. And we, while we were there, we sort of made a joke about, oh, you can you could fill in because he's uh, he's done a few bits and pieces on tours before he's jumped up and done little guest spots here and there and a song with this band or half a song with that band so we knew that he had a voice but we didn't really know 
if he was any good, really. Do you know what I mean? It's just that kind of vibe. So uh, we knew he, was, he could do bits, but we didn't know if he was any good. And we thought nothing of it. And then he messaged me uh, later that day and was like, oh, um, were you being serious about that? And I was like, um, yeah, kind of. <laughs> Like, I can't work this out. Like, what's going on? And he said, Oh, I'd, I'd like to give it a go. So we said, Okay, yeah, cool. If you want to do that. So we've got a little uh, a little studio where we do a lot of our writing and stuff. So he, he came down to that place and um yeah, he, he jumped in the booth and he went through a couple of songs and we were just completely blown away by how good he actually was. You know, yeah. he's quite a quiet guy in general. Yeah. Um so like it's not it's not something we really saw coming. So when it, you know, this huge voice came out of him, we were like, whoa, that's amazing. Yeah. Um, yeah, we just, we went through and we tried some bits and pieces out and then he went and did some recording for the actual album and it all sounded great. So he recorded the rest of the record and here we are. So it's, uh, yeah, it's kind of, we were very lucky really because we didn't really have to look around or, or do audition processes or anything like that. It was very, um, yeah, it was very straightforward. So, uh, yeah, touch wood. It's been uh, it's been pretty good. So um, yeah, he's just a great guy, and he's, it's just really cool to be able to have someone that we were already so close to be able to come into the fold. Because obviously, with Sam leaving, it was a difficult experience for us all, and we didn't really know what was happening. It was quite uncharted territory because we've never experienced anything like that before. So um, we didn't really know what to do. So to have something as as smooth as as that because we knew him already, it was it was a really nice a nice way to transition from from one from one era to a new era i suppose right and i guess um well, well with, with the like auditions it's kind of like a like a tedious thing like do i like them do i not you know and i and i think that your voice and his voice clashes so well together i mean it's like perfect you know oh, thank you so much that's very like that's what we were hoping for because obviously that's been part of what we do right is having voices and trying to blend them together and mm-hmm. And we wanted to build on what we'd done previously with Low and everything that Sam had done before that. So we were very conscious of that. So that when we were, you know, working things out, it was very important to us that we managed to get the blend right. And he just seemed to be able to just slot in. Every time we asked him to try something or change something, he just he just able to do it like yeah. first time. That's, that's amazing, you know. I mean, yeah, like yeah. it was really, really it sounds you want like a really juicy story about how it was really difficult, but it kind of wasn't, you know, it was just a very natural process and everything was really nice and just worked itself out. And I think in some ways that was really cool to be able to just kind of figure it out and go from there. So yeah, it's been, um, it's been cool. It's going to be really interesting to see what it's like. Yeah. He's never, he's never been in a band before. So we're going to well, go and play shows for the first time and they're going to be the first shows he's ever played. Oh no. <laughs> well, I mean, it's, you know, I don't want to say it's all on him because I mean, it's four guys behind him too. So yeah, yeah. but I'm yeah, sure he'll, I'm sure he'll do just fine. You know, it's not going to be a big deal. I don't think. Right at all. He's a, uh, he's definitely got it in the locker. So I'm very much looking forward to it. Yeah, nice. That's Crazy fine. dogs outside. I'm sorry. That's <laughs> fine. It happens. It happens. Um, going back to your voice, though. Um, uh, do you have any uh, exercises that you do before going live or before recording? Yeah, I mean, warming up is is, is very important. I mean, it can be very stressful um, on your voice and on your vocal cords for you know for doing the kind of things that we do. I mean, a lot of my stuff is very sort of like belted voice. It's very you know from my chest and from my diaphragm. It's very sort of when I say powerful, is that it requires a lot of power to be able to do it. So there's a lot of breathing exercises that I do. Um, there's a lot of exercises that I do with um, sort of you know arpeggios and and scales and things like that. And I tend to just make sure that I've got a real uh, 
a real broad range across my vocal range to be able to make sure that it's all warmed up ready so that I don't do any damage to my voice. It's still something I'm learning, to be honest. Like right. I think I'm adapting it and changing it all the time and seeing what other people are doing and, and you know, swapping ideas. I think that's the best way for vocalists or any anyone, and to be honest, drummers, well, in any walk of life, you can do it. But just, you know, learning from each other is so important. So, um, yeah, being able to do that is really cool. And, um, yeah, I'm looking forward to trying some new things out for the new tours and seeing what happens and exploring and learning. So every time we go on tour, I always speak to the other vocalists and see what they do as well. So there might right, be some yeah. things I learn when we're out on the road as well that uh things I, I can try so it's, it's going to be cool right right so uh so let's discuss the new album coma coming out on october 22nd 2021 for for the third time in a row but i think it, i think it needs to be said but um yeah, it, yeah it's called coma it's got 12 tracks with a lot of emotion and feeling um so i listened to all of the songs that you'll that you'll, that you'll have um published right now uh it's coma definitely violent uh, regret about me and dangerous and if you go to the youtube channel uh you have videos for all of them except for dangerous right now correct or, uh, or dangerous, is, the video. So dangerous is there as well so okay all, okay oh yeah so if you haven't seen that one go check it out because nice. it's, uh, it's a cool one but um yeah there's visuals for all of them like i said with ollie making those so we've been lucky to be able to do one for every video which is is quite a yeah quite a different thing i think for a lot of people so we're, we're very fortunate with that right um, but, 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 uh, the songs regret about me and violent seem to be like two different sounds. Um, regret about me. is like more like a melodic, melodic tone and violent is what it, I mean, it's, it's violence. It's like hardcore, you know, heavy. And, um, and it sounds like this have this album has every, like everything for everyone. Correct. Yeah. Or it's just. That's really what we wanted to do. Like we've always been. Like, I think it's a lot of people find it difficult to kind of pigeonhole us as a band in terms of like what we do, because we are, we always get thrown in the metal call. Right. Bracket. Yeah. Like, you know, we're, we're five dudes playing guitars, singing and screaming. It's metal core. And it's like, well, it is that, but it's also more than that. Right. And the album particularly, we wanted to try and sort of explore it a little bit more. So some of the songs are really sort of focusing on the melodic side of things. It's almost like borderline pop songs. It's, it's very yeah. kind of, yeah. um, lot more post-production involved in this record there's a lot more experimentation of sounds and things like that um and that's a theme that runs throughout the record but there's also the other side which is a real sort of heavy almost more traditional kind of metal but really heavy sort of full thick sound that's a little bit more angry in places and it's, it's sort of all designed to try and portray the story of what the record is about as a whole so um yeah, I think it's it's been important to try and do that. And we, we were very sort of conscious when writing the album of taking what we'd done before and kind of expanding it and, and blowing it up and making it into something bigger than what we'd done before. So it's a lot of the heavier songs are heavier than anything that's been on previous City Records. And the more melodic stuff is is more kind of um poppy, I suppose, than yeah. than anything else that we've done. So it's kind of trying to find the balance was difficult, but hopefully that does mean that there's something for everybody across the across the duration of the record yeah yeah because i i don't think it's fair to say that you are strictly like like medical you you know what you just said because uh because i think every band nowadays it's it's a bit of something other than what they you know go to be because you can say that uh that food fighters is is rock all day long you know but sometimes but sometimes they can put them in the pop categories category because i mean it's i mean it's a popular band you know with popular songs that's exactly 
Yeah, so it's um, it's been interesting, and I think seeing the different reactions to the singles as we put them out, I think it's been really cool because people have been, oh, that's that's it started conversations, and I think that's important. Yeah. Like for talking about it, sometimes these people are like, oh, I don't like this one quite as much as the last one, or oh, I really love this melodic stuff, or some people are more into the heavy stuff. So it's like, oh, uh, you know, seeing people communicating with each other and starting that conversation and having that ability to kind of debate it and and but also be involved and enjoy both sides of it has been a really awesome experience as songwriters it's lovely to see that because we want people to connect with what we're doing so when people can do that it's just a really cool thing for for us to be able to sit back and watch it kind of unfold so it's been uh yeah it's been cool but we're hoping that obviously when the when the full album comes out everything will make a little bit more sense and it as a as a whole sort of body of work it kind of sort of rounds itself off into the right kind of areas and, and makes a bit more sense overall cool cool awesome so for our for our listeners, um, you can see them, you can go visit them on uh, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, Facebook under the city is ours. The city is ours. UK, all all one word. And yeah. um, I think you have a a uh, well, I know you have a, a a website. I don't. I think it's under like Bandcamp, right, or something, or, or is it the city is ours dot UK? So our website is the city is ours dot co dot UK. Okay, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, obviously you can go on there and pre-orders for the album um, are all on there. There's a whole bunch of merch bundles and things like that. Um, there's also bundles available via Impericon so that there's something for everybody. Um, we ship worldwide from cityasours.co.uk. So uh, if anybody's there, then that's directly done through us. And then the Impericon stuff is obviously done through Impericon as well. So there's lots of options and lots of things like that. So it's very cool. But yeah, you can check it out, www. The city is ours.co.uk. Awesome, awesome. And I will order the album on vinyl because I am like I'm a, like a fanatic about vinyl records. You know? uh, yeah. And I think it's and I think it's so awesome that you uh, that y'all d- decided to go with the pink um, vinyl record instead of anything else because it blends in so well with your videos. You know, because exactly. yeah, because all their videos is uh, it's a pink background, and I love that fact. You know, I love that you stay consistent with. You know. Um, I do have a question for you. Um, now were you uh were you given like options of the colors to to do the vinyl record, or did you all just say we want pink automatically? So uh, yeah, when we uh when we were putting the everything together with our record label, um they they sort of we had a chat, we sat down and had a meeting with them. There was a whole bunch of ideas put on the table. Um, we looked at obviously there's a lot of white involved as well. So yeah. the, the color scheme was essentially white. Uh, black, pink, and silver. Basically, that's kind of the thing that that we've been doing. Um, right. And we tried a few different things out. We got our designer to try some different stuff. Um, and then he did an inlay of of the album, and the inside of the album is all pink. Oh well, okay. yeah. <laughs> Spoiler for you. Yeah, <laughs> all pink. Right. So when we got it back, we were like, oh, it looks so. It looks really cool. Like that, this is totally different because this outside is white, and then you open it up, and it's like bright pink, and it looks wicked. Yeah. We went back to the label and said, "Look, what about pink? Can we try? Can we try something with that?" So they went away and worked on some options, and they came back with this transparent, sort of like opaque pink color, and we just fell in love with it. And we were like, "That's that's the one. That's, that's the guy. Right <laughs> <laughs> the one that's going to be on our record." So. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, we looked at different things. We looked at some splatters and some marbled effects and yeah. bits and pieces like that. But it, uh, yeah, we just saw the we saw the pink and we were just like, yeah. 
that's the one so there you go simple as that really yeah. but yeah it's good it's cool i can't wait we haven't actually got them ourselves yet so we're looking oh really to- nice yeah yeah because i because um i find like 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 a black record so like bland you know it's all it's not you don't really i don't it's just, really it's, yeah, it's kind of weird you know very traditional but it's been done yeah. so many times it's yeah. nice to have different and a bit right. a bit special so for the fact that it's pink it's very cool so we're very much looking forward to that yes sir yes sir well we do really thank you for coming on today oh oh no no oh, well, one more question and then and then i'll i'll, I'll uh, let you go um i we ask all of our guests also um is there one song that you can think of right now that uh you can hear but you can't tell us how how it makes you feel I can hear, but I can't tell you how it makes me yeah. feel. Like it means so much to you. You, you just you just can't express it. Oh wow! Yeah. Um, it could be any song. Any like song. Any, any artist in song. Anything. Really That's a very good question. You've, you've just caught me out a little bit there. Um, <laughs> to be honest with you, I think one of my favorite songs ever is "Somebody to Love" by Queen. Yes. Um, love the way that it just builds up from just piano and vocals and then it's very simple there's not a a huge amount going on but it's just there's a connection with freddie's voice and and the way that he is expressing how he feels and it it just i don't know what it is but it just it makes me feel a certain way i even feel a little bit like it just talking about it now like it gives me this kind of feeling of like it's almost euphoric i don't know like it just has this it does something to me and i can't really explain what it is but it's it will always be one of my favorite songs just for that reason so i guess that maybe that works as an answer i don't know like it's just a really cool song it's just very you know like i say there's not a great deal going on it's just straightforward really emotive lyrics really well put together piece of music um and it's timeless as well you know it's, right. it's an old yeah. Something that will live on for generations, and I think that's, excuse me, incredibly difficult to to portray. So, um, yeah, I'd probably say that one, but yeah. that's just off the top of my head. Hopefully, that's well, no, no. Well, it's the that that's the perfect question because with that with that's the perfect answer, I should say. Because uh, with that question, there is no wrong answer. It's all about what you feel, you know. Like you knock you knock that out of the park, man. Hell yeah. <laughs> That's right, yeah. Over, baby, let's go. Over, yes, sir. Yes, I will. Uh, yeah. So again, we do thank you for coming on our show, and we do hope you come to America so that we can meet you. You know, probably buy, probably buy you a beer or something. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. I would, um, I would love that. So hopefully one day. Thank you very much for having me on. Um, sure. and obviously, yeah, I, I really appreciate you giving us some time to to talk about the new record because it's um we're very excited about it. We can't wait for it to come out in October. So. Uh, yeah, and hopefully I'll hold you to that beer. We'll go for yes, that beer one. Yes, we do. <laughs> yeah, we need to get you over, man. Ah, all right, cool. I look forward to it. Yes, sir. Thank you very much for coming on. Cheers. Right. Bye.